0: Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the conscious consultant hour awakening awakening humanity app getting ton tied there. Welcome to the show today, wherever you're tuning in from, whether it's afternoon, morning, evening, all over the world. Thank you for tuning in today. I do hope you had a chance to catch the, uh, show right before ours, Reverend Dr. Terra Lynn Curry Avery, uh, 100th episode. Congratulations, uh, on hitting 100 episodes. We actually have a lot of hosts now. Um, who who are over a 100 episodes on the on the station so that's really exciting to see um i've got a wonderful guest in store for us today but of course uh we start off first with uh our little uh uh section of my book if i can get it there we go everyday awakening and so uh let, let's kick it off with that first, and then I'll introduce my wonderful guest. And this uh, section is entitled, Evolution is a Conscious Choice We Make Every Day. How we evolve is not about our environment. It is not about our genetics. It is not about nature. It is about the stories we tell ourselves in the internal work we do. We evolve when we are in pain and find a way to accept it. We evolve when we face our shadow and learn to befriend it. We evolve when we stop telling ourselves how we are not worth it and start acting like we are. Change is a conscious choice. It happens when we make a decision and follow through. Change is neither random nor linear. It happens organically, yet we can choose to resist it or flow with it. The choice is always ours. Here are some concrete examples. We can choose to learn about diverse people with an open heart and thereby work to eliminate discrimination, which is what Tara Lynn Show is all about. We can choose to focus on peace and thereby create a more peaceful world. We can choose to ignore the problems we perceive and keep things the way they are. Evolution is a conscious act. It happens when we make the effort to do something differently, to be a different person, to cultivate a sense of safety where where currently there is a sense of fear. There are challenges all around us. Some big, some small. How we decide to respond to those challenges speaks to where we are in our evolution. Are you happy with how you are evolving in your life? Where are you choosing to evolve in your own life? So this is something that, um, uh, I, I, I wrote a while ago um, where really I was looking and I was working with people and I was noticing how like some people sort of were choosing not to evolve. They were choosing not to kind of work on these challenges that would show up. They'd come to ceremony, they'd come to a group, and it was like the same thing over and over and over again. And they didn't seem to really make any progress. They didn't seem to change. And I remember talking to the facilitator about it. I'm like, like, what's going on? And, and, and even he was, was a little surprised. But then I came to realize that, that evolution truly is a conscious choice. Like we can choose to do the deep inner work. Or we can choose not to. There's nothing that says we have to, uh, 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 we have to evolve. We have to grow. We have to change. Like all that stuff is up to us. Like that's our agency. It's our choice to evolve or not to evolve. And it was really a big lesson for me because because I've been so dedicated to my own personal growth and evolution that I just couldn't understand why some people would not like just, they would just live in their pain. They would keep telling the same stories over and over again about how, how they were traumatized with this or that. And yes, I understand, you know, it does take time to work through trauma and it is challenging. But we don't have to marinate in it. We don't have to stay there. It doesn't have to be like the only thing in our life. And so I I think this is something that people often forget or, 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 or can use a reminder about is that it is always our choice to evolve. It is our choice to change our situation. It is our choice to be different and we can choose to or not choose to it's completely up to us i mean to me it's confusing i don't know why someone would choose to just stay in that painful place or why they would choose to continue to to suffer the way they've been suffering it doesn't make sense to me. And, and especially as a guide and somebody who works with people and helps people, it, it's particularly challenging because we all want our clients to do better. We all want our clients to find relief, to, 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 to move from beyond the pain to joy and, 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 and presence and, and gratitude and appreciation so so it can be hard for those of us who who work with people to see somebody really stuck uh, and and I don't really I don't really have an answer for it other than it's a choice it's like everything else in our life it is a choice And sometimes we forget to make that choice. And sometimes our path can also look very differently from other people. No two people's process is exactly the same. Nobody evolves at the same rate that another person does. And so I think sometimes it's just a good reminder that nobody is perfect. We all do things in our own time and, and when we're ready. And that if we can just stop judging other people and just be there to support them with a smile and a kind word and a pat on the back, that maybe then that little bit of encouragement is what they might need to move forward. So I, I offer this up uh, to this week as as just an opportunity to reflect back on on how much am I evolving, how much are you evolving? Are we choosing to evolve? Are we making that conscious choice when a challenge comes up? Because when everything is going fine and and we're feeling good that there's really no reason to evolve to change it's it's only when those pain points are hit it's only when those sore spots are touched that we realize oh i i still have some work to do here so so for this week your mission should you choose to accept it is to just pay attention be aware and be conscious of when you're coming across a challenge, are you choosing to face it? Are you choosing to evolve? Or are you choosing to put it aside for the moment, for whatever the reason? And you may have very valid and very good reasons. But let's double check and make sure that's an actual conscious choice. So that's the section from my book, Evolution is a Conscious Choice We Make Every Day. And of course, that's available at www.everydayawakeningbook.com and that as i've mentioned before just takes you to the amazon listing and if you're like me and you love to visit those small independent bookstores we're in a major distributor so just ask them to order everyday awakening by sam lee boots and they can get the book for you all right so now ah oh, it is my extreme pleasure to welcome to the show uh aerospace engineer, author, transformational coach, and energy healer, Shainaz Sony. Shainaz was born and raised in Karachi, Pakistan, where she defied expectations as an orthodox Muslim woman. Despite facing daily opposition, she pursued her education, graduating as a valedictorian and continuing on to study engineering at the University of Karachi. After immigrating to the United States, she faced new challenges and embraced her trailblazing instincts to create a transformative life for herself. Shainaz became a certified energy healer and transformational coach, adapting a philosophy that recognizes each person's uniqueness. Alongside her work as a coach, she also created a remarkable career as a rocket scientist. Yeah, she's a smart one. Contributing to groundbreaking projects at NASA, you know, like this woman is near and dear to my heart, including uh, the Artemis project, which is, for those of you who don't know, the project who returned uh, people back to the moon and go on to Mars. Shainaz is an author having written The Quantum Being, which intertwines science, spirituality, and practical wisdom. She offers a fresh perspective on quantum principles and inspires readers to unlock their true potential. She emphasizes that transformation, although initially challenging, can become effortless and propel you to break barriers and explore new horizons. Welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Shainaz.
1: Thank you, Sam, for this opportunity. I'm I'm so excited to be part of this. And your book actually is very much like my book because it's saying the same thing in a different way. And even what you read was just so perfect because I say the same thing that um, not making a choice is a choice too.
0: Yes. Yes. I mean, it. it it's really kind of funny how, um, you know, I'm just reading these sections in order and somehow they always end up being like the perfect section for the guest that's coming on that day. <laughs> it's just that universal synchronicity that seems to always happen. Yes. So I, I have a million and one questions for you. We just got a couple of minutes before break, um, but I would love just to touch upon maybe some of the challenges you had being raised in Pakistan, and and like what was it like for you to kind of. You know, really go against the grain of society and 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 get a, an education and and be very successful in in your academic studies.
1: So, like you mentioned in your in your reading that you were doing, right, that there are triggers that makes you realize that you're not with your current circumstances. Uh, for me, growing up in Pakistan, I was constantly reminded of those triggers because of being a woman, being a girl in a patriarchal culture, uh, raised in a very um, conservative Muslim background, and not encouraged to go to school, not encouraged to be anything more than just be in the kitchen cooking for your man. All of those things that was kind of given to me as like the foundation that I was supposed to follow. And to me, those did not make sense, because from a very young age, I was trying to understand that you know, why are we here? Like, what is going on beyond the sky? Like, what is black hole? Like, what, what is everything is like to me? I was very much asking questions to expand my consciousness while I was being limited, just even within the physical dimension. So that mm. continuously f- f- uh, fed my soul to keep on striving for better and better and better. I, I,
0: I'm <laughs> curious. I mean, that, that, must not be a common thing at at the time in Pakistan. Do you have a sense of where that, that desire came from within you? Like was your mother or grandmother or someone who, who, who was, was, you know, asking those deeper questions, or is it just something very unique to you?
1: Yeah. I was just very aware of my, uh, like I was observing myself as confined uh, in this body I was very aware of being a genie in the bottle. Like I was aware, like as soon as I became aware, and I think it may have been, I don't remember exact age, but like around seven or something, as soon as I became aware, I almost felt trapped. I almost felt caged to the point where I wanted to even like kill myself. Like I was trying to understand that why am I trapped in this limited reality? And 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 to me, I was trying to make it better, but being a girl, Uh, where the dad decides every aspect of your existence was very limiting for me. And then when I started talking to all the people in my family saying that I don't like this and I want to change it, they would say that this is just the way it is. You have to accept it. And, And to me, it was kind of like, I felt like I didn't have a lot of choice when I was in such a small body. And then as I was growing, I was looking for a way to escape that reality
0: yeah 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 i I can understand that, but that that must have been so challenging to like go against the whole grain of society, you know, being told, look, this is just the way it is, and knowing in your heart of hearts that it's it's not and it's not for you,
1: exactly, exactly, and to me, that choice that I made continuously by saying no to what I was given, and even though I knew that I had to follow my like I wasn't ready to kind of fly away. But I was grooming myself to be ready. I would pray. Uh, I prayed like a very good Muslim girl. And every single uh, prayer, I would say, that open the door for me so I can fly away from here. <laughs>
0: uh, wow. Okay. So let's hold it there because when we come back, I would love to talk a little bit about your immigration to the United States and, and what that was like and, and what it was like sort of adjusting to a whole different society here. And then we'll definitely, I want to get into your career at NASA and, and of course, your book, The Quantum Being and and what you teach and how you work with people today. Okay. Wonderful. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this live every Thursday, 12 noon Eastern to 1 p.m. right here on talkradio.nyc, as well as on YouTube at youtube.com slash talking alternative, on Twitter, on Facebook at facebook.com slash talkradio.nyc, uh, on LinkedIn at our talk Radio NYC page. You can find us all over social media, and please go to the website and sign up for our news letter click on the join your try button so that you can stay informed of what our upcoming shows are going to be about so everyone please stay tuned we'll be right back in just a moment
2: are you a business owner do you want to be a business owner do you work with business owners hi i'm stephen fry your small and medium-sized business or smb guy and i'm the host of the new show always friday
3: What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape thriving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify your business today.
0: Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. This hour we're speaking with Shainaz Sony, author of the book The Quantum Being. So Shainaz, uh, uh, at what age well, first of all, how did you manage to to leave Pakistan? And at what age did you come to the United States?
1: So the way I left Pakistan was by following the cultural tradition. I had an arranged marriage after speaking to my first husband one hour. Uh, and that's wow. how I came to Los Angeles uh, at the age of 21.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. And then, um, um, and then once you got here, that must have been a real culture shock for you to, to the, the change in society, the change in just everyday life.
1: In every aspect, I almost felt like I was in a Star Trek world, visiting a whole different planet. Because as soon as I landed at the Alex Airport, for the f- first time in my life, I saw a white man, you know, white woman. Mm. Uh, they're so tall, and then they have colored eyes. All of that to me was like really, like even black people, like all these people that i would never seen because I only saw my kind uh, mm. being in Karachi, Pakistan. So, and then just the way everything is, the airport. In the people, the language, the way they dress, every single thing was new to me.
0: Hmm. And, and was the gentleman you were, you were married to, was he a traditional, uh, you know, did he want you to just stay home, take care of the kids and kitchen and stuff?
1: Actually, one of the reasons I said yes to the proposal, because, you know, when you get the arranged marriage proposal, you do get to have a final say in it.
4: Uh, and okay. one
1: of the things that he wanted me to do was because he was agreeing that I should pursue my education. I actually was a valedictorian. And mm-hmm. and that was one of the reason he selected me for, because uh, he, uh, in the interview, he asked me if you, if you can speak English. And I said, I can tell you uh, Newton's first, second, and third law of motion in English because, <laughs> because I was, you know, physics was taught in English,
4: mm-hmm. but I
1: wasn't able to speak English. But mm-hmm. he knew that I was capable of learning because of my credential And, um, and I asked him only one question that will I be able to continue my education because I was already enrolled in the engineering program. And then he said, yes, because I want you to be able to become an engineer. So you can be equally participating in the bread, um, you know, bringing Mm -hmm. the income process. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Wonderful. And, and so. When you got to LA, were you were you still in school? Were you were you going back to school, or, or what were you doing at the time?
1: So I was already enrolled in the one of the very best university in Pakistan. It's called NED, mm-hmm. and I already was very close to finishing my first year over there. And when I got married, I actually had to go back to do my exams because it's an annual system over there. So you only mm-hmm. take exam once. A year and if you don't you lose all the credits.
4: Ah. And I didn't
1: want to lose the credit because I want to make sure I leverage that in my upcoming education.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And then and then where did you continue it, your education in the United States?
1: Uh U- University of California Irvine. So
0: oh, you see Irvine. Okay. Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful. And and when did you decide to become a rocket scientist? When did you decide to to focus on aerospace?
1: So it was interesting because I graduated as an electrical engineer. And when I graduated, mm-hmm. I was, you um, one of the things that I learned about me is that even though it was very hard for me to get an interview because mm-hmm. of my name and my name at the time, my married name was even uh, more challenging because it, uh. my last name was Bandukwala. And uh. I I felt almost, and a lot of time people had no idea whether I was a girl or a boy because of my name. Uh. And so, for me to get an interview was very hard when I graduated. I had applied so many places, hundreds and hundreds of places I would send my resume every day mm. and it was like really a lot of work. But when I would get an interview, I noticed that I would always get a job offer mm. so i i but even so I wow. noticed that about me that once I get to meet the people they always like me, it's just how you get in front of someone right. Right, um, but to me, I knew that I want a job, but I don't want to work on any project. I work on. I wanted to work on a project that's unique, and mm-hmm. because of that, uh, in the in the beginning, when I would get a job offer, I would give it to my other colleagues who were also looking. Uh, I would pass it on to them because I was looking for a job that would be more u- uh, unique. And mm-hmm. finally, Hughes um, at the time Hughes Satellite com Al Segundo, California, uh-huh. hired me to work on InMarset phone, which is a satellite phone that communicates Mm -hmm. with InMarset satellite. And that to me was a unique project. So I said yes to that. And that's how I started my career, already deciding that I'm not going to work on any project. I'll work on a unique project, which led me to be working for NASA on a mission to dark side of the moon. I joined Mm -hmm. them six years ago.
0: Oh, wonderful! Wonderful! Wow, that's fascinating. That's fascinating. That's and and your persistence, I guess, and your your itiveness have really paid off. I, I, I'm curious. So, obviously, from your book, the quantum being, you, you also have this very spiritual side of you. And so, as you're pursuing engineering, you know, people don't think of engineers as very spiritual people, um, because engineering is really Uh, the study of, of, of implementing things of very grounded stuff, very practical things. How did your, your, your interest and your desire to learn more about spirituality, how did that get come about while you're doing this very practical type of job?
1: Yeah. So for the most part, when I got married and then I was busy with the job and the cultural adjustment and the life and making babies, I truly was kind of living more in a physical dimension for the most part mm-hmm. but when I actually questioned the fact that do I want to live this groundhog day um,
4: mm-hmm. in a,
1: in a in a life that I had created where I wasn't 100% satisfied with my marriage after 10 years of being married when I actually broke free from that from that point on I was very aware of making sure that I tap into my spiritual existence as well because you can get carried away in your physical world Mm -hmm. And then the problem becomes bigger and bigger by the time you really notice it. And then you have to take some really big action. So I started embracing my spiritual self more so after my first divorce. And then I started seeking active education into mystery schools.
0: Ah, how did you find them?
1: So the way I found uh, one of the ones, And that was actually in the year 2010, when I became actively seeking this Mm -hmm. in my current town in Huntsville, Alabama, Mm -hmm. I actually went to a grocery store, you know, we had just I mean, it wasn't recent, but it was kind of like I was again at the crossroad with my family life. And I was visiting a grocery store and I saw this magazine called Natural Awakening magazine.
0: Oh, yes. Natural Awakenings. Yes. Yes.
1: I picked a copy and then I saw that there was this class uh, being offered at the local school and it called metaphysics 101 mm-hmm. and it really kind of piqued my interest so right away I went on a google and search for what metaphysics is right because mm. I knew physics all day long yeah. and as soon as I learned <laughs> about it I was like <clears throat> I was ready to dive into it I was like I need to take this class and learn what this is and once I took that class it was like they taught metaphysics 201 301 401 and there was so much astrology tarot i just took everything they had to offer and then i got to the point where i said i want to learn more what what do i do and they said you have to learn kabbalah and i said well then where can i learn that and they said that well the teacher has retired because she's very old and you have to find the teacher So I actually studied Kabbalah on my own for six months. And then I became a teacher myself.
0: Wow. Wow. That's amazing.
1: So, yeah, my quest has always been very like I have done that in parallel because to me, that is the only way I have been able to to be able to manage my life and my challenges Mm. in life
5: Mm. is by
1: knowing this aspect of my existence.
0: I'm just curious because I know Huntsville, Alabama, it's in the deep South. You wouldn't necessarily think of it being a, a hub of metaphysical stuff. Was the, is the community there? Is the metaphysical community a relatively small community? Is it pretty diverse? What's it like?
1: It's very, very small and it's all kind of like even when I, when I entered the Institute in 2010, every single person was so old and almost felt mm. like they're just going to die any minute like it was really <laughs> like like even when i entered there and at the time i was even younger and they looked at me as like like i have lost my way
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like and what then, are you doing
1: <laughs> and i felt almost like really like like what am i doing among all these people i mean they were all white and they were all old and they're looking at me also like like what's like is she truly here and mm. then i'm sitting there and they're using the word like telepathy and Claire audience and all these words. And I'm like, this is my tribe. I need to stay here.
0: Mm. Wow. Wow. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I'm so glad you, you found your community. You found <laughs> your tribe, even in Huntsville, Alabama. That's amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. Awesome. All right. It's, it's time for us to take our next break. When we come back, um, I want to start talking about your book, how did you come to write your book? What's it all about? And, and you know, what made you become an energy healer and how you work with people? Okay. Sounds good. Awesome. So everyone, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're speaking this hour with Shinez Sony, and we will be right back in just a moment.
4: Are you passionate about the conversation around racism?
0: Welcome back. I was just uh, checking the the various live streams uh, uh, to see who's there. I see uh, one of our former hosts, Eric, is uh, listening in on, on LinkedIn along with my good friend, Sean. Thank you guys for tuning in. Of course, if anybody listening, uh, if you have any comments during the show, please post your questions and we'll, we'll get to them. So, Shinesh, you, you got into the metaphysics, you started studying with the, all these older people. Um, when did you find that you, you know, started to learn about energy healing? What what got you to kind of start to, to follow that path, side of the path?
1: So, after I was done teaching Kabbalah and implementing Kabbalah in my life, I ended up seeking out and going further to other mystery schools. And I was able to find modern mystery school where I ended up becoming a healer, a life activation practitioner where basically you learn this tool that was passed down by King Solomon uh, under his time. He created this tool to help uh, all the people that was in his kingdom to teach them how to enhance the um, light energy that are codons carry within our DNA. And it's done at the the etheric level. So it's not a physical thing, but basically Mm -hmm. it affects because, you know, we are light being, right? So when you're working uh, etherically, you're affecting the amount of light you can hold, which affects uh, how your amino acid and protein buildup within your DNA gets addressed. So that is one way actually you can enhance your immune system. So I not only learned, I received it, of course, but I learned, I have learned how to give it to other people. So that was one of the Mm. tools I gathered, which made me very much aware of the energy that we don't see. I mean, you know, I always have been huge proponent of going to acupuncturist Mm -hmm. and basically it's exactly the same concept is that, you know, you are, your energy, your energy being, and you have this auric field, you have this torus field around you that you can't see because of your limited spectrum in the way you perceive information and to me, it became very obvious that everything that Tesla has been talking about, you know, like everything that exists in the 369 toric field is where all our manifestation comes from. So it's kind of like subconscious and conscious. It's like everything that's in our subconscious, it ends up showing up as an experience or as a challenge ultimately when, because, you know, it kind of builds up, builds up, builds up quantum uh, step by step by step. And then mm-hmm. it becomes a very big thing. And then you you notice it partly because you don't notice it until it's big enough for you to notice it.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And how long have you been um, working with clients and doing energy healing on the side?
1: I've been doing that since uh, 2018. So, yeah, it's been wow. five plus years. Yeah.
0: Right. And then what was the inspiration for you to write your book, The Quantum Being? What what sort of made you say, oh, all right, I have something to say. I need to put it down in paper and publish a book.
1: It was very interesting how I did it. So it was last year that I did it. And I'm just amazed that. So basically, I've been raising four boys, uh, mostly single. And my wow. oldest son is a special child. So he is a lot of work. And uh, <clears throat> January 2022, he actually... I was able to get him to go to school uh, for his passion. And it was the first time in my life that I knew that I'm going to be not in the role of being an engineer and being a mother mm. and being the healer. I would actually have a little bit more space in my schedule. So December of 2021, I created the schedule for me because I have been told by by many people that have come in contact with that with the way, of the far, how far I have come, I need to share that with humanity. So I actually created a schedule for me where I said, I'm going to write this book, which is going to be part of, you know, like how I came all the way to this, um, uh, you know, being a NASA rocket scientist. So I covered that in my first four chapters. And then the remaining eight chapters, I actually explain everything I've learned in all these mystery schools teaching. Uh, and, and, and then I converged that with um, quantum physics because... To me, quantum physics is embedded in every aspect of our life. And I look at quantum physics and Kabbalah. They're the same thing coming from different perspective. Because Mm -hmm. Kabbalah is spiritual and quantum physics is mental. And because Mm -hmm. of that, I have designed courses that does both and they can even converge it. And uh, if you go on my website, then you'll see that depending on what type of way you can enhance your next step in evolution, like you mentioned, conscious evolution. Mm -hmm. you get to decide that how you want to do it because you can, there are so many ways to get to the mountain, right? So to each to their own, I just dwell into all these four layers, which is physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. Mm
4: -hmm. And I'm
1: very aware of all of those layers at all times. So going back to your uh, thing. So basically in the one year that I became free from full-time mother role, I was able to uh, do the book because I created a schedule and i had to publish my book by october of 2022 because that's my birthday so <clears throat> i made sure that i created a schedule where it had to be done by that and 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 i'm an engineer and i've you know i mean <laughs>
0: that's
1: how we make things happen right so you just right. you just make a schedule and you follow it
0: yeah yeah that's amazing that's amazing i i'm 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 totally floored by your ability to to do all this at once to to be a a, a a rocket scientist, a mother of four kids, uh uh publishing a book and doing all this at once. It's truly amazing and really a testament to your love for what you do. Uh, I'm wondering like as you were writing the book and and telling the stories and, and putting the information out there, was there anything uh, that you learned about yourself in the process that surprised you or that was a, a little bit of a, oh, wow, I didn't realize that before?
1: Yeah, it was interesting because in the beginning, I was writing a book because I felt like, because I'm extremely um, task-oriented, and I am mm-hmm. also like to make sure I'm always very, um, what's the word, like very uh, productive in my own way, like because, you know, when you're a mother and you're constantly juggling things, when no. you have free time and if you actually not avail your free time, you almost judge yourself, right? So, I mean, that's just yeah. the way I am. So, for me, writing a book was almost like, okay, I'm going to have this whole free year with not having to, to take care of this son of mine and I need to make the most of it, right? So, that's why I did that. Mm-hmm. So in the, it, So, in the beginning, it was more like it's something I have to do. But then I realized that when I started getting into sharing my mystical learning and stuff and even... When I was sharing my personal story, I was actually realizing that how much I was healing myself emotionally in my first four chapters as I'm expressing, uh, you know, like all the important points that triggered me to be where I am today, because they had to happen for me to take some action, because they were like, this is not acceptable. I have to do something about it, right? That helped me with emotional. And then when I go into other chapters, I really get into my mental and spiritual self. And I actually realized that I was having an affair with myself in writing the book, like to the point where every time there was a gap between my NASA meeting, because I have this setup where I have a this setup that you're seeing in the background. This is my room where I mm-hmm. do all the creative things. This is where I teach my classes. Uh... This is where I write my book. This is my playground where I do research on subject that I'm interested in. And I just would like come to, in this room and I would just get lost. Like I would be in the zone and Mm. I learned that for me connecting the dot uh, not only helps me because it makes sense with things and then what happens I get this light bulb moment where I start seeing things for what they are and then I'm like wow and then I want to share that with the world right because to me in this whole uh, weaving the web I learned that how we are the universe seeking to understand ourselves and this book became my conduit
0: Mm. Wow, wonderful, wonderful. I'm wondering, like, as you were reflecting on things and, and, and putting stuff down on the book, how has your, your, your spiritual studies, your metaphysical inclinations, how has it served you just in your daily life?
1: In every which way, because any time when I'm kind of running into any kind of, you know, challenges, Right away, I always ask myself this question is that, wow, I didn't, why did I bring that into my awareness? Because, you know, we are co-creating, right? Mm -hmm. So anything that happens to us, good, bad, ugly, it all is kind of, we are, we are inputting in, in what we're creating. So, and even though there is a consensus reality and there is other factors that, and then we have our subconscious running the show that we are mostly not aware of. So there are variables at play that's unknown. But at the same token, there are variables at play that are known. And what I do is I focus on those known variable. And I always look at things from all different perspectives, because, you know, physically, you feel like you have a pain. Like I have a pain in my right hand. Then I think of it emotionally that why am I having this pain, right? What? And then, you know, you start, when you look at it from all these different layers, Then you think of it mentally, what pattern am I doing? Like, well, how am I creating this pain at all times? Mm -hmm. And then spiritually. So it's kind of like I always dissect things from different level, depending on the problem. And it always, based on quantum physics, you know, observation affects momentum. As Mm -hmm. soon as you observe something or even acknowledge something, Mm -hmm. you have already changed it just because we are moving electrons.
0: Right. Right. So all
1: of these things are continuously being played. And that's why I like to teach all of this because we are just like your book says, right? We are, we have the power we seek is the power within. Right. And 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 the more we become aware that how intricate and extremely amazing human craft we are. I work on a spacecraft and I refer to us as a human craft because to me, I say that we are way more miraculous than any rocket I have worked on.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's absolutely amazing. All the things that are happening simultaneously at once in our physical bodies, just to keep us alive.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And one, when you really leverage your spiritual alchemy understanding, then what it does, it just gives you a perspective where you can see the forest versus the tree.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. It's it's time for us to take our last break of the show. When we come back, I would love to talk about um, how you work with people now. And like, what are you seeing with people as they show up um, in terms of what challenges they have? And, and, and what do you feel? And see, maybe even have some messages for our audience of what do you feel people need to know these days? Okay? Sure. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening. Stay tuned. We're We'll continue and wrap up our conversation with Shinez Sony, author of the book The Quantum Being. In just a moment, don't go anywhere, we'll be right back.
3: What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Aswell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape driving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc, Fridays at noon Eastern, and intangify your business today.
2: Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D., the Nonprofit Sector Connector, coming at you from my attic each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on talkradio.nyc.
0: Are you a conscious co creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? Welcome back. So, Shanaaz, uh, I'm I'm curious. Do any of the people at NASA know about your spiritual side?
1: Not much, actually. Very few people know that I actually wrote a book. And it's funny uh... when you said that you're going to be publishing this on LinkedIn, because on LinkedIn, people just only know that I talk about Artemis or Starship explosion. And I'm actually going to publish this interview. It will be interesting to see how oh, people one. receive, uh, because for the most part, you know, it, it's, it's, it's an interesting tribe over there.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, you definitely have to let me know what kinds of reactions <laughs> you get when you publish it. Okay. Yes. Um. I'm curious, I mean, you've been working with people for a little while now as an energy healer and a coach. What kinds of challenges are people coming to you these days? Are they the same that they did several years ago or have things shifted and changed over time?
1: So it's kind of interesting because based on my law of attraction, you know, I attract different people at different time because I'm doing this kind of part time, right? I'm not doing this full time. Mm And what I've noticed that when people come uh, to attend my class or to for any kind of one-on-one coaching, which I don't do one-on-one much, I usually do group sessions on Zoom just because of my time. And I have noticed that it's an amazingly enriching experience for both of us. And I feel like people who come to me truly are already pretty awake and they are really looking to actively seek to evolve because that's the only mm. way they can understand the type of things that I talk about because I do, right. uh, you know, for, from some people's perspective, I don't do a lot of handholding because I just want to teach you how to fish in a mm-hmm. most efficient way. And and the only thing that I noticed that I feel like is a challenge, like you said earlier, is that how do you keep the, the feeding going? Because people, when they are in my energy field, they are ready to conquer the world, mm. but then they go to their own space and then they're back to themselves they don't have that person who's inspiring them and a lot of time the promises that they make even in front of me or with themselves i don't think that they keep it so right. how do we how do we keep how do we create that synergy and i think that is where i'm actually looking to uh, team up with people like yourself because i almost feel like you know we all don't have to create our own empire we need to converge because you know right. i don't have enough time in a day to become an influencer or publish like you know, post on Instagram, because to me, I want to, I really want to teach people the wisdom that I've learned. Right. And, and just like I said earlier, that when I go for an interview, I get a job, right? So when I mm-hmm. go, when I'm already a teacher, I, I, I do the magic and everybody loves me and, and we create the convergence. But for me and them to meet, I haven't created a platform for myself to actually have that dance being played. Mm-hmm. And I think that people are looking for you and me. And we're looking for mm-hmm. them. How do we figure it out so that it's done in the most efficient way? That probably will help everybody involved because it would help us to feel that we are doing our, you know, we are following our calling, right? And we're doing what mm-hmm. we came here to do. And then it would help people who are kind of like, like you know, when they're not with us and then they get lost to know that they have access to us in in its own way, right? So that that is where I'm kind of like that's us. Point I'm in life right now where I'm thinking that how do we create that without having to completely depend on social media?
5: Yes,
0: yes. I, I agree with you 100%. And, and, you know, the, the whole reason I do this show is to bring people like yourself on and, and to give you a platform to reach more people and, and, and learn more about, you know, give, give my audience a chance to learn more about different people who are out there. Um, and, and I've actually had some people on my show recently who I think you would love to connect with at a wonderful woman on just a couple of weeks ago, uh, uh, who is an astrophysicist from, uh, England and, and we had a wonderful conversation. Um, but yeah, uh, so, I mean, you, you're doing your teaching now and you're doing everything virtually like most people are.
1: Yeah, like I do virtually, but like if I get invited, like, you know, I was invited to go to Bacalar, Mexico for a a Regenesis retreat where I did go there physically and I did do my quantum manifestation class and I did the light body activation. So I actually do like to travel and be in person with people when I Mm -hmm. get an opportunity. And to me, I think that would be the very good way to kind of meet with like-minded people and also help people right evolve so I'm actually looking for more of those opportunities where we get to travel to beautiful earth and then we are together doing these things together to kind of evolve uh, and ascend uh, with each other
0: yeah absolutely absolutely well if I ever have any opportunity (laughs) I would be thrilled for you to come up to New York City and I'll get as many people together as I can to to sit with you
1: I think that would be that would be great and I Also wanted to tell everyone because light body activation is something that I actually teach, but I also want to leave that with everybody who's listening, just like a little tip on that. Like the light body activation Mm -hmm. is basically enhanced grounding. And the idea is that if you really realize that you're an electrical being Mm -hmm. and your hand is emitting longitudinal wave, when you are opening up your hand like this, and when you are touching the non-physical energy grid that's around you, you can create a very good tether in a way like you are basically connected. And then when your feet is touching the ground and your crown is, you know, right below the sun or Mm -hmm. a central sun, what you do is you ultimately feel that you are connected to everything around you and within you. And when you establish that connection, and if you can hold it even for a minute, you can hold it longer. Of course, what happens is that you have this movement where you feel everything is in the flow And you basically activate your pineal gland Mm. and you truly activate chemical interaction within your body that almost changes even your spectrum of light for that uh, instance. Mm. And that becoming one with everything is what I do every day. I mean, I do many times in a day, depending on how I feel. And I recommend everybody to at least actively do that because that is the space where you can put anything in front of your screen. As, a, as, a, as you want to sort it out, and you will you will get the wisdom from inside to know what to do.
0: Hmm. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so, before we, we sign off, uh, if people want to learn more about you, get in touch with you, what's your website? How do people find you?
1: Yeah. So, my website is basically my first name, last name.com, one word. So, mm-hmm. And when you go to my website, you're going to see that even my transformation is kind of divided between physical, emotional, (laughs) mental, and spiritual. And you'll see everything that I do physically, like everything that I even take to keep my body um, as best as it could be, the vehicle. I actually share that with others because the thing that I take is from friends who are inventor and scientist. So I pretty much do everything that's very transparent because my whole goal is that I share what I do to me because Mm -hmm. to me that is the best way I can show up in the world and that is what I've so far found as the best way for other people to show up in the world and if they want to get my copy of my book it's on Amazon the quantum being Mm -hmm. and that book will definitely give you a very good understanding of how I think and how I share my knowledge Mm
4: -hmm.
1: and 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 to me it, it is time that we all do this so we can all live and create heaven on earth
0: yeah absolutely absolutely thank you and thank you shana thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule for coming on my show today i truly appreciate it and thank you for also your work on the on, <laughs> on, on with nasa because I'm, I'm a true big believer in space exploration because it's the one of the only endeavors in humanity where we need all aspects of society to accomplish the goal. Like it's, it's not just about rocket fuel. It's about environmental systems. It's about communications. It's about technology. It's about everything. It's about sustaining human life. Um, so I'm a big believer that it, it really serves humanity to, to work on something so lofty.
1: Yeah, because as above, so below. So as we expand ourselves, it's almost like it's part of ascension. As we are saying that we are going to go to the moon and Mars, it's kind of, it's kind of ascension in the physical realm, right? Because we are going beyond where we are. And that is why I actually enjoy my work because I feel like it's my way of uh, reminding myself that yes, we are, we are going to do it in all layers and levels.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. And one more time, her website is www.shehnazsoni.com. dot com. I highly recommend if you're listening today, check out her website, join her mailing list, um, check out what she has to teach. Shinaz, thank you so much. It's a pleasure. I want to definitely keep in touch. Um, if I ever make it down to Huntsville, I'm coming to visit you. And if <laughs> yes. you ever have an opportunity to come to New York City, you must let me know. And and let's keep in touch and and continue to get the word out there. Okay?
1: Yes. Thank you, Sam. All the
0: best. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. And of course, thank you to my loyal listeners. Without you, there is no show. And of course, if you missed any part of today's show, you can always catch the replay on talkradio.nyc. And we're on all the podcasting platforms, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, wherever you can find podcasts, you can find the Conscious Consultant Hour. And don't forget, please go to our Uh, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Talking Alternative and subscribe and uh, join us on all the social media platforms. Thank you all for tuning in. Don't forget, 5 p.m. today, Frank Harrison in the show, Frank About Health. And coming up, on uh july 28th 1 p.m on friday 20 yeah 28th uh it's uh our brand new show on the network the hard skills with dr mira branco it's going to be a great show hope you listen into that thank you all we will talk to you all next week take care
2: While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc.
3: What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape thriving companies from startups to establish businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and intangify your business today.
0: Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness?